0: Girl. Let's go.
1: You said you don't know how to reach me, um,
0: 778 Six five
2: one six zero four four This is my motherfucking
0: podcast and I'm-
1: this video and watch it as well. So if you're not a subscriber, go ahead and click that subscribe button. Also hit that like button because you're going to like this video and also hit the notification bell so you'll be notified the next time I create a video. So today we're going to talk a little bit about home ownership and how the American dream of owning a home is kind of a nightmare for some people. And in a sense, you're not really a homeowner. So the majority of people in America that say that, you know, they own a home, They don't technically own their home yet. So true home ownership is once you've paid off your mortgage. So if you still owe the bank or you still owe someone from a private loan that allowed you to to get the home, technically you're not a homeowner yet. And so many, there are lots of people that will go, they'll get a 30 year mortgage and they may not pay it off in that 30 years. So the mortgage company, before the 30 years is up, they've already made their money the banks normally get about double what the sticker price was when you 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 know, when you got your loan for the home, and so they've already made their money back. You don't have to actually go the whole 30 year period for the bank to, to make their money. And in fact, many of the banks, they've already sold your loan to another company and they, they don't have anything to do with it at that point. So true home ownership is once you've actually paid it off. So even if you go out and you get a 30 year loan, that doesn't mean that you have to take 30 years to pay off your home. You could pay it off in as fast as you want. It could be five years, 10 years, 20 years. I mean, it really depends on how much you can afford to pay extra on your home mortgage. So what we're actually trying to do as a family, we're trying to pay off, we have a 30 year mortgage. We're gonna try to pay it off as fast as we can. We have a goal of paying it off in less than 10 years. And currently we're still on track to do that. But you know, things that come up in life, that could change, but we're hoping that we can stick to this and we'll be able to pay it off. But one of the biggest factors in determining whether or not you will eventually pay off your home or to pay it off faster is how much income you have and how large of a loan you got when you first sign for your mortgage. Now, when you first look at a mortgage, when you go to the bank, the bank will tell you what you can afford so according to the bank, what you can afford may not necessarily need to be what you actually pay for. So the bank may tell you that, okay, you can afford to buy a $300,000 home or a $150,000 home. Now you can take a look at your own budget and your finances and determine based on your income and you know if you're by yourself or your family income, if you're married, uh, you can determine how much money can I put on top of the normal mortgage after I'm paying home insurance, if there's PMI, how much is that? You know, once all of that is included in your mortgage, how much on top of that can you pay? And sometimes it only takes a couple hundred dollars to actually pay it off just even five years sooner. Any extra money that you put towards it is reducing the amount of interest that you're going to pay over the life of the loan. And so any extra dollars that you can put towards it also reduces the amount of time it will take you to pay it off so if you can technically afford to pay two thousand dollars a month for a home but you don't have any other money left over and you have to use credit cards and if something were to happen you don't have enough savings to survive you know two three even six months then do you really need a two thousand dollar mortgage no you can probably go out and get a mortgage that's going to cost you half the price maybe it's a thousand dollars and That three hundred thousand dollar loan, or yeah, that three hundred thousand dollar loan, you can just get a hundred and fifty thousand dollar home, and you can pay it off twice as fast because you have that extra thousand dollars.
3: Oh my God! It's another real life Tinder. Oh my God! Oh my God!
1: You can still pay two thousand dollars a month if you choose, but if you ever come up on hard times, you know, or you know, if for some reason something comes up and you can't put that whole two thousand dollars, you're still able to afford your one thousand dollar mortgage. And you can use that extra thousand dollars for any emergencies or any you know issues with your car that you have to fix, or if you have an injury or whatever the emergency may be, you'll have that extra cushion of even if it's a hundred dollars, two hundred dollars, or even a thousand dollars. You want to have some type of cushion to where if you need to pay for an emergency, you can. And the banks are banking, pun in intended, that you don't actually pay off your mortgage. You know, why else would someone give you? A mortgage for 30 years and then they sell it to another company so that they can get their money and they're done so that bank is already done the other bank or even that bank if they decide to keep your loan for the entire 30-year period they don't expect you to pay it off because most people don't end up actually paying off their homes some people will get home equity loans or they will refinance later down the road and that ends up increasing the the amount to the original mortgage that they got from the bank, and also extending the amount of years that they'll actually have to pay their mortgage. So the bank doesn't care whether or not you actually end up paying it off completely. In fact, if you don't, that allows them to then sell the home to someone else. If there's ever like a big situation like uh, a market crash, of course the banks are losing out short term on that money as well, but many of these banks that went through the financial crisis they survived and they're still selling homes to people today and they're still making lots of money off of these mortgages and the way that you can make this work for you is if you get that 30-year mortgage you know you're getting a lower interest rate you have a lower monthly payment that you're required to pay but you can put any extra funds that you have towards the mortgage And that will will allow you to pay off that mortgage faster. And that way you become a true homeowner. So again, home ownership, you're not an owner until you actually pay off all of your debt. And the bank gives you the note that says you are the owner of this property. Now, when you look at the etymology of the word mortgage, you can break the word into two parts. So there's mort, M-O-R-T, which means death engage, G-A-G-E, which means pledge. So a mortgage literally means a death pledge. Now if you think about the fact that a study was done in 2013 and it showed that only 20% of homes were owner-occupied and did not have a mortgage. Um, Another study that was done showed that only about a third of people ever end up paying off their homes. And so If the banks are banking on the fact that you're going to die, literally, like you're going to die before you ever pay off your mortgage, who's the real winner there? The banks. Whoever you're getting your loan from, they're the true winners when you don't pay off your mortgage. So they don't have an incentive to offer you a loan of something that they expect you to actually pay within a 30-year period. So although they may say that you can afford a certain amount of home, you should always go less than whatever the bank says. And so there's a quote from The Millionaire Next Door, and I'm paraphrasing, but they basically said that if you ever want to be wealthy, you should never purchase a home that's twice as much as your annual household income. So the income that you, and if you're married, your spouse brings in, you multiply that by two, and your home should not cost more than that. So if you're single and you make $50,000, your home shouldn't cost more than $100,000. Why? Because you'll never be wealthy if the majority of your money on a data a monthly or a weekly basis is going towards paying off that mortgage. And you need to have a cushion to make sure that you know if something ever happens, one, you wanna have an emergency fund, but two, you wanna be able to pay for that mortgage And you wanna be able to pay an additional amount that way you can actually pay it sooner than the 30 year period. Now, just because you got a 30 year loan, doesn't mean you have to actually pay it over the course of 30 years. Now, there are some banks that they may charge a penalty if you pay off your home early or within a certain amount of years of that mortgage. But for the most part, you can actually pay it off and there's there's nothing really stopping you other than one, you being able to do it by not having a mortgage that you can't really afford. Just because you have the money doesn't mean you can afford it. Now, there are many reasons someone may not be able to pay their home off in 30 years. Usually it's a change of family dynamics. So, you know, if someone gets divorced, um, you know, or if someone passes away in the family, that's one reason that, you know, it may be difficult for someone to pay off a 30 year mortgage on their own. So that's also something you want to think about. If one person were to pass away or something happened to one person to where they can't work anymore or they can't make as much money, are you able to afford that home off of one person's salary? So that's one way you can decide how much of a loan you're going to get. You can base it on one person's salary, whether it's the person that makes the least amount or the person that makes the most amount of money. But you don't want to base it on both salaries because then the bank is going to offer your loan that you really truly can't afford or you can't afford to pay it over a 30 year period, unless something changes drastically in the incomes of you or your spouse. And so that's the second main reason that, you know, people don't pay off their homes. It's because they've chosen a home, um, or mortgage that's cost too much. The bank told you to get a $300,000 loan, but you really, in order to afford and live and be able to save money, it's probably best that you get a $150,000 loan, but because they told you that's, that's what you can get, And now you can probably move into this really nice neighborhood, you know, depending on where you live because in some neighborhoods or in some cities, $300,000 may just be a shack. You go to like San Francisco or LA or a place like that, maybe in New York. Now it may not actually be a shack. I'm being facetious. Uh, Maybe in San Francisco it might actually be a shack, but the point is that, you know, you don't want to pay more than you can truly afford, especially as far as being able to add additional funds, That way you can pay off your home sooner. Last but not least, another way that people don't pay off their homes in that 20 or 30 year period, whichever type of mortgage you get, is because they refinance. So they take basically a second mortgage out of their home because they either want to try to uh, reduce the payments by extending to another 30 year loan. So you've had the loan for 10 years and now you want to lower the monthly payments. So now you extend it for another 30 years. And now you do that repeatedly And eventually you never end up paying it off because you know the mortgage goes on and on and something happens to someone in your family and you never actually become a true homeowner. So is your mortgage a mortgage? Is it a death pledge or are you actually going to end up paying off your home before you or a family member passes away? That would be the best thing to do. First choose a mortgage that doesn't cost too much that way you can add more money to it and you can pay it off sooner. And then that way, if anything were to happen, any changes in your family dynamics, or in your work situation, or whatever the case may be, that won't put you in the spot where you lose your home, or you have to refinance and you end up extending the amount of time that you actually pay for your mortgage. So this was all about the myth of home ownership and how you're not truly a home owner until you've paid off all of your home. Uh, if you guys agree with me, or if you disagree, I'd like to see your thoughts in the comments below. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to watch this video. If you're not a subscriber, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. It's right there below me, right below my head, right over here. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button because you really like this video. And also hit that notification bell so you'll be notified the next time I create a video. Again, thanks for watching. You guys have a great day. Thanks.
2: Nope.
4: Hi, I'm Philip Lip, and I'm president of All West Mortgage. Today we're going to talk about the difference between mortgage protection and mortgage life insurance or term life insurance. Now, first part of that is the mortgage protection insurance. Usually we're referring to PMI or MIP, which is mortgage insurance that protects a lender. Now here's how that part of it works. With mortgage insurance, it is a requirement whenever you have less than a 20% down payment, that the lender's gonna ask, in almost all cases, for you to have mortgage insurance. Now, it's a requirement, and here's how this works. So, assume for a minute we have a home worth $100,000. If you have a 20% down payment, or in this case $20,000, the lender is at 80% or $80,000 loan in this example, loan to value. 80,000 represents 80% of 100,000, the value of the home. Once we have less than a 20% down payment, or even on a refinance where there's less than 20% equity, mortgage insurance is gonna be required. Now, this is a protection for the lender, uh, not for you. Now, there's some differences, there's certain products like uh, with reverse mortgages where the loan-to-values are lower and that mortgage protection may protect both the homeowner and the lender in those examples but for the most part it's going to be required when we are greater than 80% loan-to-value. Now how does that compare with life insurance or term life insurance or mortgage life insurance? Now Typically, this is never going to be a requirement that you have to have this kind of insurance. And what this is doing is insuring your life in case you die while you have this mortgage. uh, The mortgage insurance, in this case the life insurance, would pay off the loan. Is that a good idea? Well, lenders would love to sell you this policy because they make a lot of money in selling Uh, these term life policies. Uh, Another idea if you want to have that kind of coverage is call up your your life insurance company or your life insurance agent and price out a policy with them because very often you can get a good deal. Here's another important tip to know about how that uh, life policy works. When you buy it with a lender that policy will upon your death pay off the mortgage, no other choices. If you buy it with an insurance company, your heirs will have a choice of, do we want to pay all the mortgage off, a portion of the mortgage, make some payments with it, or keep the money and use it for other purposes. I'm Philip Cliff and I thank you for listening to me today.
5: Know that you can make money from YouTube without creating videos that's right you can use other people's videos to make money from YouTube allow me to explain you see these products and app companies will create what's called a product demo video that they are legally allowing people like you and me to use as we see fit as they help them to establish and further build their brand so all we need to do is take these product demo videos and upload them to YouTube, and when we do, we get paid. Now, I don't have time to explain all the details inside of this short YouTube ad, so what I've done is I've created a free web class that you can go and attend right now today where I'll show you where you can find these product demo videos. the step-by-step instructions to uploading and monetizing these videos, and how each one of these videos can generate passive recurring income for months if not years to come, and also how Philip here from Denmark has used this system to make over $11,000. So if you're interested in attending, simply click in the top right-hand side of this ad if you're on a mobile, the bottom left-hand side of this ad if you're on a desktop, it will take you through to a page that looks like this, where you can go ahead and register and watch this web class right now, today. Now, this is a brand new system for 2021 and there's hardly any other people doing this right now, which is why I don't know when I'm gonna be taking this web class down. So I strongly urge you to go and watch this sooner rather than later, because this may be your last chance. So on this call, I'm also gonna show you how people like Dave Kammer here made $850 just yesterday. People like Ashley, who's doing his lockdown, not in the UK, but in Mexico, have made over $1,000 in a single day while he's been chilling out on the beach. I'll also show you people like Tim Badu here, who've used this system to make over $40,000. And I'll also show you people like Mo here, who's from London, who's used this system to make over $17,000. And people like James Fawcett here, who's originally from Australia, but he now lives in the US, who've used this system and blown it up to $445,000. Now, all of these people never had any previous experience, okay? They all had full-time jobs. They don't anymore because they quit because they're doing this, but when they started, they could only allocate around 45 minutes a day to doing this, so it's not very time consuming. Now, the one thing that all these people did have in common is that they all watched this free web class and they've learned how to make money from YouTube without making their own videos. They've all gone on to do the exact same thing that you're looking to do right now. So, Find out how they did it. Click on this ad, and hopefully I'll see you inside.
6: We're gonna talk about the top three reasons why you need to crush your mortgage. Coming
7: up. Stay tuned.
6: night sit down with America's number one money
7: couple. I'm Tyler. And I'm Ty and we're from hisandhermoney.com where we're managing money, marriage, and everything in between. Well guys, it's been one month since we actually crushed Uh, our mortgage and the feeling is amazing. Almost, almost indescribable. Oh, it is indescribable. There's like no words. So if you guys have not checked our video, uh, we actually shot real live footage of us in the bank when we made our last mortgage payment. We paid off uh, $330,000 in just five years. Wow. Yes, and we have all the details. Just check the description box below and you can check out that video. We uh, made it a fancy affair. We had our children involved and stuff like that. But guys, this feeling feels amazing. Like 30 days in, what would you say has been? I don't. I don't know if there's really one thing that we can say. But what has been a highlight of yours? I don't know, just the
6: feeling that we are owners of this home. We're not mm-hmm. just homeowners. That keeps playing around in my head, like, because who does that? Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, this isn't typical, this isn't normal, but we're trying to change that narrative. Sure. We want this to be typical, Absolutely. we want this to be normal because we love the way that this feels oh my god we love the fact that when we pull up to our home we keep telling each other welcome to your paid off house yeah and we don't want that to just be us Yeah, now we want Absolutely. as many people as many households to feel this feeling as possible yeah. because it really is a free
7: feeling man it's, it's indescribable like we're 30 days in and every day i feel like you know it's I don't know, I just feel like, um, there's another level of joy and excitement all over again. Every time when I wake up, it's almost like I'm experiencing it all over again. Mm-hmm. The building has been amazing to be able to walk throughout my home, and now I'm at the stage where I'm really uh, kind of decorating a little bit more, and just, i uh, falling in love with our home all over again. Like, I love our home, and I loved it for the five years that we've been living in it, but now it's almost like, I really, really love you. Like, oh my yeah. gosh, like, I don't want to part with you type of love. You know what I mean? Yeah. And guys, yeah, I'm being sarcastic here, but I really am for real when I say I, I, I love my home. And I'm just so grateful to God that we were able to do this in just five years. And so we want to take you guys with us as well, too. And we wanted to share three reasons on why you should be crushing your mortgage as well. Now, guys, if you all need help, we say a phenomenal. I mean phenomenal course called Crush My Mortgage. If you go to crushmymortgage.com, you can get full details there. Also, make sure that you'll check the uh, description box below. We have a special offer there, as well as links for guys. We have students over there that are already crushing their mortgage, and I mean, the feeling is amazing. It's amazing. So we want you to join us as well. Listen, we don't
6: want you guys looking at us like a unicorn. like we have this amazing superpower to pay off a mortgage and that you don't have that ability because the truth is you do. That's why we continue to bring you content to continue to change your paradigm to help you think differently about your money and about your debt. So that's why we're gonna give you three reasons right here, right now, Ryan, you need to crush your mortgage.
7: Now guys, there are gonna be a lot of reasons outside of the three reasons, but we just wanted to kind of give you guys something to think about, um, there's numerous reasons. I know that we've heard on the other special where people say, oh, it's not a good idea to pay off your home. Childly. but well, you all, let me tell you, huh. we are happy that we did it and we're trying to tell as many people as possible. So we just want to share three things with you that maybe you have never considered. Listen, let's start from the beginning. Yeah. Let's take a trip back in time. Let's look at the
6: origin of the word mortgage. Did you know that the word mortgage, the entomology, which means the origin of the word, Get deep. Listen, is death pledge. I'm going to say that one more time. The word mortgage has an origin that means death pledge. If you break apart the word mortgage, you have the first half of the word mort, M-O-R-T, which stands for death. And then you have G-A-G-E, gauge, which stands for pledge. Put that together and yeah, yeah. The word mortgage means death pledge. In its origin, it was given as though it was a lifelong deal. The only way you was out of it was after you passed away and the child picked up the inheritance and it was transferred to the child or the heir. So you need to look at things a little bit differently because a lot of you may think that man, everybody has a mortgage. That's the American dream. You're supposed to save your money, work hard, put down a down payment and get a house with a white picket fence, two car garage and a mortgage. Whoa, you're supposed to be tied down for 30 years of payments to the banks. It's not feeling like a dream to me. That's feeling like a nightmare when I think about the fact of 360 payments over 30 years going to a bank just so I could live the American dream. No, 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 no. Let's get out of these death pledges. Let's get rid of these mortgages. The reason number one why you need to get this mortgage crushed is because it's meant to be a death pledge. The second reason that you need to be crushing your mortgage is because The banking industry knows you better than you think they do. They understand your buying habits, your spending habits, and they understand how to get your money out your bank account. And they spend billions of dollars to market toward your needs, your spending habits, and the ways in which... You like to spend your money. And they're very good at what they do. And they're so good at it that you don't even realize it's happening because their marketing is so good that you think that you are doing the right thing and being smart with your money. That's how they get you. Let's look at the typical household situation. The typical American family lives in a home worth $250,000 with a 30-year mortgage. On average, they live in the home for nine years because the average homeowner moves within the first seven to nine years. So, if we know that the average homeowner moves in seven to nine years, they know that the average homeowner moves in seven to nine years. And because they know this, they slant the payments in their favor. If you look at your amortization schedule, you'll see that over the first seven to nine years, no coincidence, you pay mostly interest. And in the same scenario, after nine years of mortgage payments, 50% of the interest has been paid. And keep in mind, interest payments are the part of your payment that goes to the banks to continue to fund them. But less than 20% of the principal has been repaid. The principal is the part that builds equity, thus builds wealth. So, get a nice house, Live there for nine years and you decide it's time to get a new house. It's mm-hmm. time to upgrade. Let's move to our forever home. They know, they know you
7: know.
6: And they are happy to oblige yeah. you. You know why? Because you're gonna sell that home after you have paid most of the interest to the bank. And then what are you gonna do? You're gonna buy another house and you're gonna sign up for 360 more payments, most of which are interest yet again, making the banks wealthy even the more. So reason number two that you need to crush your mortgage is because they know your habits when it comes to your money and they are strategizing to get that money away from you.
7: Reason number three is so you can have more power over your dollars. Your mortgage payment is probably your highest debt payment that you pay every single month. It probably tops your Student loans, credit card debt, car loan debt—if you have any of those—it's probably going to be your highest. Just imagine what can you do with that money that you no longer have to send to the bank. You know, guys, we're living in this. Uh, it felt like a dream at first, mm-hmm. and, but we're living. This is our reality. And now that we don't have to send our money to the bank, now we're having discussions and we're dreaming about. Okay, what's our next step? We are going to be sharing with you guys what we will be doing next. But
3: It feels
7: amazing. So that's reason number three. So you can have control. You can have power over your own money. You no longer have to send it to someone else. And you can own your home outright. Well, those are the top three reasons. We hope that you take them to heart.
6: We hope that it motivates you. We hope that it moves you to the place of action. We don't want you to just hear what we're telling you. We don't want you to look at talent and time. Do you, do you like, think I that? It, but I can't. No, no, no. This is the reason his and her money is yeah. here. The reason we did it the way we did it and brought you along on the journey is so that you can know that you can do
3: it. <laughs>
7: course it's lifetime membership if you need full details just go to crushmymortgage.com we will also have all of the links in the description box below we would love to have you join us
6: we want to hear from you we gave you three reasons why we feel that you should crush your mortgage what's your number one reason think about it you need a why What's your number one reason why you feel that you need to crush your mortgage? Leave a comment in the comment section below.
7: Guys, if you all enjoyed this video, please give it a thumbs up. Don't forget, share it with a friend or family member and subscribe to our channel if you have not already done so. We would love to have you. Be a part of this big old happy family. Don't forget that we can also have great information over at hisandhermoney.com and meet us back here next Sunday night at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time where you will see the both of us sharing with you.
6: That's all we got for this time, guys. It's been great. Until next time,
7: watch our mortgages. Peace. Bye.
0: Um, we've
8: sold over $500,000 worth of spices. That's so crazy.
4: I went from selling to my town to selling nationwide in one week. It's a whole new business now. I've built
0: a multi-million dollar company just on the topic of that time of the month.
9: Colon Canary sales have grown
8: 535% in the last year. With such rapid growth, I rely on Wix analytics to make smart business decisions.
0: As I grew, I started to use more features of Wix,
8: adding in the tracking, printing labels, the shipping. This email campaign alone generated 612 orders and 40K in revenue.
4: Everything in the store, all of our inventory is now integrated to our website. So once it sells on the website, inventory comes right off, which is great. Week over week, we're probably growing online 30%.
5: We use Wix payments to accept payments online and we've been really pleased with it.
8: To this day, we currently have, I would say, about half of our customers that are returning, which is absolutely incredible. I take pictures of the products, I post it on social media, I go on my Wix app. So I just released 200 sets of the cooking utensils and sold them in about two and a half minutes.
4: Now with the new SEO, we're able to reach customers everywhere
8: first started calling canary in my kitchen six and a half years ago i never would have dreamed that it would be even as big as it is today because this happened so quickly i am living a dream i didn't even know i had
10: lauren you're on news 96.5 go ahead
2: Yes, I'm calling to ask I'm I'm halfway through a thirty year mortgage All right. and I've had some health issues. So what I'm calling to ask is if something were to happen to me Is there any way that I could
10: get my property into the hands of someone in my family? Um, Because it would still be, you know, an open open mortgage. So, Lauren, people pass away all the time with mortgages on their property. And from my experience, this is not going to be a problem. Now, if this home is, the law technically says that if your home is inherited by an heir, like a child, and that child lives in your home, then the lender would be required by law to let your child assume that mortgage. But my experience is is that whether it's an heir or a friend, whether they're not living there or are living there, the bottom line is when you pass away, if they keep on making payments, the mortgage company doesn't care about that. And of course they'll make payments until they pay off the mortgage or they sell and pay off the mortgage. So Warren, I would not be concerned about this situation for you.
2: Okay, so you don't have to have
10: anything in writing if they just after I passed would move in and, and pay the keep paying the mortgage payments. And well, I, I don't know what you mean in writing, but can they just move in? But we haven't talked about this issue about probate. So there's mm-hmm. not, not going to be anything automatic about transferring this home when you pass away. It is going oh, yeah, to go through probate. I, I, I have
2: to. I'd have to leave it to them,
10: of course. Yeah, yeah. And if you want to call me next week, we we'll talked about avoiding probate. The way we avoid probate in your home or other real estate in Florida is through a ladybird deed. We are all about avoiding probate, folks. Whether it's a piece of property or a bank account, you can call Chrissy. We have some great booklets on easy ways to avoid probate. The easiest way to get those is to call or text Chrissy at four zero seven eight zero eight eight three nine eight.
0: of a parent who obtained a reverse mortgage before they passed away, there is specific information you need to know and specific things you need to consider. I am attorney Bernita Williams. Several times per month, I face the opportunity of discussing what happens with a property when a person with a reverse mortgage passes away usually these are the children of the person who obtained the reverse mortgage there are specific things that i noticed a lot of people are not aware of first of all although the parent did not pay mortgage payments on the reverse mortgage now that they have passed away yes number one that reverse mortgage will have to be paid number two The reverse mortgage, yes, is there, but that does not keep the property from going into foreclosure. A lot of people think if there's a reverse mortgage or if probate is necessary, that prevents a foreclosure. That is not true. The third thing you need to be aware of is that in most instances, within six to 12 months after the passing of the person, who obtain the reverse mortgage, a mortgage company will commence foreclosure. So you will have to do something. So there are a couple of decisions you will need to make. Number one, you need to notify the mortgage company of the passing of the homeowner. Now, a lot of times people think, well, if I don't tell the mortgage company anything, I'll just stay here mortgage-free and rent-free. And as long as they don't know the person passed away, then I will just enjoy the benefits of there being a reverse mortgage. Well, it doesn't work that way. Most reverse mortgage companies track their properties. They have a way of checking to see if the original owner is still alive, and they have a way of finding out if they are not. So if you are in a situation like this, it is best to go ahead and tell the mortgage company the original owner passed away. Many times they will work with you, they will give you time to figure out if you want to buy the property, if you want to sell the property. So number one, notify the mortgage company. Number two, decide what you want to do. Do you want to keep the property by buying it or do you want to sell the property? Number three, there may be some instances in which a spouse who is not on title to the property, may be able to qualify for a reverse mortgage and keep the property. I've handled several cases where a wife was not on title, but age-wise, she was able to qualify herself for a reverse mortgage. So once her name was placed on title, then that reverse mortgage continued, they didn't have to sell the property. The fourth thing is, as a family member, you may be able to buy that property for 95% of the market value. Now, it doesn't matter how much the reverse mortgage payment is. For instance, if your parents got a reverse mortgage for $200,000 and that is what's due upon their death, but the property is only worth $150,000 in today's market, well, you don't have to pay that inflated amount of the mortgage just because that is the amount that your parents obtained when they got the reverse mortgage. So you can buy the property oftentimes for 95% of the market value. The fifth thing is if you sell it, you may be in a situation where the property is worth more than what is owed, so you may be able to sell the property, and then you can take the money that's made from the property and divide it among the legitimate heirs of the original owner who passed away so if there is a reverse mortgage there are many things that you need to think about but just know that you do have to deal with the issue of there being a mortgage which has to be paid you may be able to sell the property you may be able to keep the property if you are a spouse whose name was never on title and you are the age where you can qualify So these are interesting and simple things that I'd like to share on a regular basis with you. If you need additional information, please go to my website, vcwlaw.com. That is v-c-w-l-a-w.com, where you can receive specific free downloads. One of them is a checklist of 25 things you need to do to set your affairs in order. And another one is uh, 25 estate planning tips to help you avoid legal nuisances and nightmares. Also, if you have comments, questions, or suggestions, feel free to call me at 786-831-9483. That is 786-831-9483. Thank you for listening.
11: hey what's going on everybody here with another mortgage minute little tip on uh, some questions i get i probably get this question at least a handful of times a year so i figured i'd address it uh what happens to the mortgage when your loved one dies and you inherit a property so a lot of people have thought maybe they have to then qualify for the loan or send the paperwork to try and assume the loan or maybe refinance the loan or or what do we have to do right uh the short answer is you just keep making the payments but at the end of the day, there's actually been a couple acts that have been passed uh, for some protections on this. And what happens is all you really have to do at that point is send in proof that you're the legal owner of the property now through probate or the will or whatever you have, uh, whatever legal documentation you have, you send that into the, the servicer. And by law, they have to then treat you like you're the borrower. So you then have access to all the information. Uh, they call you a successor of in interest. Uh, even if you end up in a hardship and need to modify the loan, they have to treat you just like you were the original owner and give you those protections and uh, options that you can try and modify the mortgage. So at the end of the day, if something ever happens, you provide the paperwork showing that you're the new legal owner, you do not have to qualify for the loan that they have. So if they have an amazing interest rate, you're taking that over. You essentially are able to assume the loan without having to qualify. And you have all the same protections. If you need a loan modification that you can apply for, it. if you need copies of the original paperwork, They have to treat you like the borrower at that point. So anyways, I thought that was a good tip to put out there, just some information you guys might want to know. If you have any questions, oh, this also, this does not apply to reverse uh, mortgages from what I know. So with the reverse mortgage, it's a whole different story. This is only on forward mortgages. Um, If you guys have any questions on either or, let me know anytime, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you.
2: You are listening to Financial Speaking with your your host, that's me, Kathy Kuknoble, and I'm excited to be here as I always am to talk about money and finance and all those great topics that I know people are sometimes afraid of or shy away from because they let themselves be overwhelmed and it's easy to do because our industry is uh, a little bit guilty of making things sound complicated because they're they throw in a lot of math and a lot of. Uh, formulas and stuff like that but the reality is it's it's not that hard and you absolutely can understand it. there's no question about it and that's exactly what we do here uh the inspired choices network uh is we break down i sometimes what seem to be hard and complicated topics and we make them easy and self fitting for your life and and give you the tools that you need and the information you need to apply to your life to make your life successful and happy and, and in however way you define that. And on this show particularly financially speaking we do it through the financial concept. So we take out any financial mystery and any financial stress, at least I hope that's what we do, that's our plan, is to make it very easy for you to understand your own stuff because no matter what anybody says, I can tell you, you can absolutely understand your stuff. And by day, I'm a financial advisor with um, bookkeeping and you definitely can understand your stuff. And I always tell people, you don't have to understand our deal stuff or you don't have to understand what's happening on TV or what's happening with the, the lifestyles of the rich and famous people. You just have to understand your own stuff. So us what we do here and as always we're happy to have you suggestions on topics i'm always especially happy to get topic suggestions because that means that there's a question out there that somebody has a, a deep desire to have the answers and really needs some support with it and i will look into to answering that for you and, and if we have uh, a whole show on it all the better so i get asked about mortgages a lot um, I don't do mortgages. I'm not a licensed mortgage broker. I'm not uh, uh, in any way, shape, or form connected to the real estate industry, either through mortgages or buying and selling real estate. But it is something that every pretty much everybody's life that I come in contact with, where they have questions about they're either looking to get one or they're looking to get rid of it. <laughs>
7: detectives in Ventura need help after a woman's frightening encounter. She called 911 Wednesday to report she had been attacked along a bike path in Ventura. Today, detectives have
11: a composite sketch of that suspect. And
2: you've got something called a death pledge. So what does that mean exactly with a mortgage? Well, let's start with, before we get into all what it is and how much and all that, what is a mortgage? So for... all of you out there who are thinking, well, I have a mortgage, I know exactly what that is. Um, a mortgage is a loan. It's just, it's, it's a mortgage loan is what it's actually called, but we've over time just, you know, simplified it down to the word mortgage. And what it, it typically is, it's a loan by somebody like a purchaser who wants to buy a piece of property. And there's a, a seller that's gonna sell you the piece of property and they want to get paid for it. So if I'm the purchaser, and I'm gonna buy a house from, let's call her Christine. So Christine's selling her house, and I'm gonna buy it from her, she's the seller, and she wants me to give her the $300,000 that she's selling her house for. And I, as the purchaser, I'm gonna give her $300,000. Now, what happens if I don't have $300,000 in my bank to write a check for? Um, Then, does that mean I can't buy the house? No. That means that I need to get a mortgage loan or a mortgage so that means that somebody else is going to give me the money and they're going to register something called a lien on the property saying I have an interest in this property and in return I'm going to lend you this money that's secured by the property so that means that this third party is going to give me the $300,000 So I can give it to Christine so I can buy her house. And then Christine gets to walk away and her house is now sold and there's no connection to her and the house. Now, me and the third party person, I now owe $300,000 to this third party. But they're not going to get just $300,000. That's just the principle. They're going to get something else called interest. And that interest is going to be based on how much the interest is, how long I have to pay for, how much money I had to put down. So those are, uh, that's generally how it works with any particular loan, but specifically with a house and a mortgage. So the, the term death pledge, where a mortgage comes from, it comes from uh, um, a term meaning death pledge, and it refers to the pledge dying when either the obligation is fulfilled, which means I
12: is $300,000. So I'm just going to use the math. Exactly. And what we're going to do is we're going to go $300,000 on my calculator times 90%, and that leaves us with $270,000. number so that $270,000. Not laugh is, is,
13: you know, eh? Eh? Okay,
12: so this
13: is yeah, this so not laugh, you know, Imagine
12: eh? having like a credit card that to your home equity with a limit of $270,000. So you can use up to $270,000 in terms of your home equity line of credit. So how this works is what we're gonna do is we're gonna completely pay off and replace our mortgage with the $270,000 limit of So what happens, we get a different color to, to annotate this. $200,000 principal is gonna be quote-unquote transferred into the home equity line of credit. Now the actual mechanism of this is we're gonna just write a check out of our HELOC to do a principal payment against our mortgage. So we're gonna Uh, do $200,000. So what we've done is essentially get a balance transfer, right, we took a $200,000 mortgage balance, moved it to our home equity line of credit balance, and now we have a $200,000 balance on our HELOC. We no longer have a mortgage. Mortgage is gone, and the only debt that is on our property is a key lock so the key lock is your only debt on your property it's the only thing that you're pretty much own on the home so there's no mortgage just one single debt now you might be saying well sam this just seems like you know robbing from paul to pay peter well not quite because remember how i explained that a key lock interest is completely different how the calculation works is different than a mortgage so the way that we pay back the key lock completely different very efficient and effective the way that i'm going to show you so here's how the rest of the strategy works. Now, typically you got your income coming in and what you've used to do is you took your income and put it in your checking account. Now, let me ask you this. How much are you getting paid to put your money in your checking account? Like (laughs) zero, right? If you're lucky, you know you probably have one of those checking accounts that gives you maybe what, 0.25%, maybe 1%, I don't know. But this is normally normally 0% annual percentage yield. You don't get paid much. Even if you do pay and put it put in your savings account, you're probably still getting 0.5% annual percentage yield. Not a whole lot of money, and inflation is 2%. So literally, even if you put your money in your savings account, your money is eroding away on inflation at 2% every year. So not a good thing for you, right? The odds are stacked against you when it comes to savings. So instead of parking and leaving your money in your checking account, why don't we throw that money, all of your income, all of your income and savings into the home equity line of credit, whereby lowering the HELOC balance by all of your income, mm-hmm. right? Like you can expect to stay anywhere mm-hmm. between two know. to five percent interest because you're lowering the, the balance, average the balance. So let's say for example, the income is you know six thousand dollars. Okay? just using an example here, right? So six thousand dollars lowers the two hundred and seventy thousand dollar balance down to $264,000. So if our interest rate is 5% on the HELOC, 5% on two hundred seventy thousand dollars is gonna be a higher interest amount than 5% on $264,000 at a given point in time. And we wanna keep this balance as low as possible and keep it low for a long period. Now what typically my clients do is they'll keep this low for anywhere between 21 to 30 days because each day that the balance is at $264,000, they're paying interest on $264,000. The very moment that this balance goes up to anything higher than two 000, they're paying more interest over time. So what they do is, this is something that I don't typically give away for free, but I'll give it to you because of course, what the heck, I love you guys, okay? Which by the way, subscribe to the channel and hit the like button if you guys are liking this so far, if you guys enjoy my, of course, presentation. So, 21 30 days, we're going to keep this balance as low as possible. So here's what my clients typically do. I'm going to redraw this because there's a lot of mess going on here. So uh, we got our HELOC, and I'll make this quick. And our mortgage here, and our mortgage is no more. So what happens is all the income goes in the HELOC. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Oh, <foi preciso efeito> uh, so like ah, yes. on my buzz the the my buzz the my the I'm my positive, i a a a
12: which means lower average daily interest as well. So this is one out of seven different versions. There's so many different versions out there that, of course, depending on your situation, your lifestyle, um, your finances, the strategy changes. But this has been a very good working model for a lot of my different clients, and they've been saving tremendous amount of money. And of course, um, some of you guys, this might not be a good fit due to lifestyle or maybe uh, tolerance to risk. But I can tell you guys right now that this strategy is perfectly reception-proof meaning that if you do it the right way if you, if you do it with proper guidance and with the proper training this strategy can actually help you through a recession and it can actually uh, put a safety net with a recession and yes i get questions like you know saying what if the bank closes down and shuts down my deal? off or the last recession that we got back
3: do you my my my
12: video and i want to congratulate you for making it this far because it tells me that you actually care about your finances you're one of the few people that actually want to enact change to your finances so that you can improve and save money and do all the great things so i want to give you the gift right now and that is a free calculator Money you can save, and of course, these are estimates, but gives you motivation, gives you excitement. So, where you get this calculator is chopmymortgage.com, like chopping your wood down, right? Chopmymortgage.com. Go get your free calculator to see how much money and time you can potentially save using this very strategy. And after you download the calculator, I'll give you some more information and training on how to actually use a strategy. Through your own scenario and through your own situation. So go and get your free calculator, chopmymortgage.com. You guys are gonna love, love what you see. And sometimes you may get an error. Uh, it's typically you use an error. Maybe you get something that says never when it comes to the result, or maybe you get a result that you don't like. It's likely that you didn't use the calculator the right way, which of course, Uh, After you download, we got some instruction videos and training videos that you can watch to actually get some deeper dive into how the calculator works, of course, and how the strategy works as well. So guys, I want to thank you so much for tuning in and watching this video all the way to the end. I mean, you're amazing. And with that being said, if you guys want to learn more about the strategy, how HELOCs work, what is a HELOC, how do I get approved, all that video is right here in our YouTube channel. So definitely go and subscribe if you want to see more of these videos. We also cover other content such as real estate investing, stocks. Uh, investing in general, how to make no money, how to save Well,
13: money. ladies and gentlemen, one of the most anticipated nights of the year is here in hip-hop for 2021. Drake is set to release his latest studio album, Certified Lover Boy. Oh, man, the streets are talking. So the album cover is unique. It is uh, uh, an image of a lot of women who are pregnant. Apparently, that is in representation of... Drake's album being uh, a few months late versus when it was expected at the top of 2021. Look, I don't care.
6: Turn around, put your hands behind your back, now! Now! Okay, Okay, fine. (laughs) Behind my back,
11: sir. I've not done anything. This is Officer Paul Abel. I've not done
6: anything. She has you on camera, right? I don't care! You didn't listen. I I told you to go away. A white woman slaps a black man and gives her man a class one ass whooping. That's what happened at this Steelers game. Um It was a preseason game. Let me just go to the video. Can you tell me why he was the
13: only one in my crew that couldn't cash his check? When everybody else did? I am going
12: to Bank of America. Really angry kind of behaving in an erratic manner. We have a lot of people that
13: to make other people feel uncomfortable. This begins issues, to harass a man. And then you roma- I'm just happy that we're getting new Drake music. Unpolished, unapologetic. This cocaine cowboy pushed his t- said push Pusher T is an approachable guy. He didn't really. Okay, uh, people, Uh, Check it. Uh, uh. He's not supposed to be here for you. You're supposed Supposed to be here for him. You get off my back. You think I want this? It just happened. He's not supposed to be here for you. You're supposed to be here for him. You get off my back. You think I want this? It just happened.
6: Yeah, this is him right here. Some of the neighbors ain't happy. Pledge to the borrower,
8: if he actually paid in time, is taken from him forever and is therefore dead to him. Or in more pleasant terms, Mortgage basically means you're under a debt contract for the rest of your life. But, as the title of this video suggests, you can actually escape this death bond and pay off your mortgage within it. He's
6: not supposed to be here for you. You're supposed to be here for him. You
13: get off my back. You think I want this? It just happened.
8: Freeing yourself into real property ownership as long as you pay your property taxes.
13: Wait, I didn't do okay. it music y'all let me know what y'all think about this uh, very interesting and basic album cover now, i'm, I'm kind of upset at the trend with album covers i, I look at drake's album cover plan to try to pay your
8: off in a few years. or if you have actually been able to pay off your mortgage in a few years let me know in the comments i'm really interested in hearing those stories because they are very very inspiring to me considering the fact that now i'm under a dead contract and i'm kind of worried about that so
6: yeah this video is just as much- he's not supposed to be here for you you're supposed to be
8: here for him
12: you get off my back <laughs> and you without saying
6: that I don't think everybody
12: oh, told you. me to go away for from- <laughs>
8: one uh, that is a very short amount of time if you don't have the extra means to pay off those mortgage payments the extra money in mortgage payments that you'll have to pay per month so i i get it i know that this is not realistic for a lot of people also in retrospect if you have a high mortgage that's like three times more than your household brings in each year then that'll also add another level of, of difficulty in actually making this topic. Now, of course, you could always start a side hustle to bring in more money. You can always bring in more cash. But let's assume for the sake of this video that you aren't an early 2000 rapper who loves to hustle hard, and all you have is your day job. Something that I think is really important for you to understand before you start this journey is that regardless of what kind of mortgage you have, whether it's an adjustable or fixed rate mortgage, very little of your mortgage payments goes to the principal of that mortgage loan at the very early years of that loan, okay? And the reason for this is the bank wants to make sure that they get their cut early. Remember y'all, okay, mortgages are meant to last through death and banks just are not willing to wait that long. So for example, let me just break it down to you, okay, a $750,000 mortgage, right? And it's a 30-year mortgage with monthly payments of $4,026, pays approximately $48,314 in payments in the first year. And only a little over $11,000 of that is paid to the principal. It's only in year 17 that you'll be paying less in interest than the principal right so in year 17 is when it starts to kick in but even then even in the 17th year the number is still close to even with the principal and the interest payments so with this example paying your mortgage in less than seven years can save you over five hundred and sixty thousand dollars in interest charges that's crazy so the point here is that you it's really important to pay down your principal as early in the game as possible okay so the first thing that you need to do is tackle your principal so that you get your numbers right so what you want to do is you want to use a mortgage calculator and there's lots of free ones online to calculate the amount of principal payments that you'll need to make every mm-hmm. month. Mm-hmm. mortgage payment every month can be paid off in seven years as long as you pay an Additional six thousand five hundred and seventy four dollars a month. Okay, that's an additional almost seven. What
2: happened to you not believing in the whole voodoo you magic? <laughs> yeah,
8: that's before you contracted that mortgage. Okay, um, and if you did, you probably wouldn't be watching this video. All right, I mean, again, most people can't afford that, and most people couldn't even.
13: Uh, what happened to you not believing in the a month? mama?
14: When him coming over, you hella cool.
8: I'm just using those large numbers to get an idea of how much money you're talking about, you know? So this example, what it does though is it shows you how much more money you will need to pay every month extra on top of your mortgage payments in order to pay down that principal in relation to how much money your mortgage is or how much your mortgage costs. (laughs) So let's look at a mortgage calculator right now and we'll work with much smaller numbers to see what we're looking at, okay? So let's say you have a mortgage that's $300,000. Now, this calculator is the makes
14: no sense, right? A
8: sixty thousand
14: which mind. do But let's say you don't have the 60 Stay home, stay
3: strong.
8: All you have is $20,000 to drop, which is only 7%, which, which
0: See me, see me? See me?
13: Do you, do you think what, that the never death row story listen. is being told properly? i
0: never listened to... Never listened to seven, eight seven, eight, eight, nobody. Magic Johnson down there. don't
8: that on man. percent and
13: a down payment for my mortgage that I
8: probably can't afford to pay an additional three times my principal every month on top of my mortgage payment, right? Like, because that's going to bring you up to close to $6,000 a month anyway. So it's it's a lot, right? So for this example... And and, and where the fuck you think you're going to go? Where you think you're going to move? They're going to follow you.
13: It's the same shit everywhere. Moving is not going to do change shit.
12: Different races, spaces.
8: Well, again, if you have a $300,000 mortgage and you only put down seven percent, then you will have to pay an additional almost six thousand dollars on principal every month on top of your almost three thousand dollar mortgage payment. Okay, but that's only if you again you only put down seven percent in a down payment. All right, so I'm just I'm kind of being really generous or not generous, but I'm being really um. Uh, conservative with my example here. So I'm I'm only assuming that you're going to put down 7% on your mortgage. And I'm I'm also assuming that you're going to get a $300,000 mortgage. I'm thinking that that's kind of like standard or relatively in the medium of of how much people pay for their mortgages nowadays. Um, But it could be a lot less than that and it could be and you could be putting down a lot more than that. So just give and take whatever your situation is. But definitely use a mortgage calculator because they will put into perspective your numbers and let you know what you have to work with. Ultimately, my suggestion is, if you really are trying to pay down your mortgage in less than 15 years, let's say, just save your money, save as much as you can to put down a really good amount of money for your down payment to make your life a lot easier because, I mean, you're gonna have to pay more per month anyway to make that happen, so you might as well put a huge lump sum down on your home at first, at the beginning, and make it a lot easier for you to, to accomplish that 15-year program okay it's important to be realistic just keep it real with yourself if you can't afford to pay more than double the amount of money on your mortgage every single month then it's just not feasible to do that okay anytime you get extra money apply it to your principal you can even use your tax refund to do it okay uh, people do that all the time hey even consider you know taking up a side hustle to pay it off quicker um, and also consider the amount of your home. You may just have to go under your budget and settle for a less expensive home if you're trying to pay off your mortgage quicker. And here's the tea for today, okay? Sometimes it doesn't even pay off to try and keep up with the Joneses, all right? If you look hard enough, them Joneses probably have 10 credit cards in collections. They're probably behind on their HOA dues. And they got bad credit, so they take out payday loans to buy their cars in cash, and now they got loan sharks coming and knocking on their door. And they aren't even allowed to go to their local Papa Dose anymore because every time they go, they complain to the waiter about how their food is bad, and then they try to get their food pumped every time. And the IRS is about to start garnishing their wages because they haven't paid taxes in 10 years. Yeah, you might not want to keep up with the Joneses after all.
5: Lancer un business en ligne depuis son ordinateur, sans part zéro, sans compétences particulières, petit gros capital de départ, c'est l'opportunité incroyable du e-commerce. Après avoir lancé plusieurs marques e-commerce à succès, avoir développé la grosse communauté nouveaux francophones dans le business en ligne et aider plusieurs milliers de personnes à changer grâce à leur business, J'ai décidé de créer une nouvelle formation complètement gratuite qui vous explique en détail comment vous pouvez lancer votre la première vidéo en ligne quelques Je vais vous montrer comment trouver un produit à fort potentiel en quelques minutes seulement. Comment créer votre premier site rapidement et facilement, même si vous n'avez aucune compétence en informatique. je vais même vous montrer une stratégie pour lancer une publicité à moindre coût et obtenir une première. Pour suivre cette formation 100% gratuite, vous avez juste à cliquer sur le bouton qui s'affiche quelque part autour de cette vidéo. C'est que dès maintenant, je ne sais pas combien de temps, je vais laisser cette formation en ligne et puis vous allez avoir accès à une marche à suivre détaillée où vous avez fait toutes les étapes de la création de votre premier business. Allez, c'est parti, les amis. Je me réjouis de vous aider. On se retrouve à l'entraînement de la formation gratuite. Passer à l'action, c'était allez, Let's go!
8: interest whereas mortgages work on compound
11: interest did i pronounce your name correctly i didn't hear the way gal
0: gadot oh you're good that's good the gadot can be better good more t- at the end yeah gadot yeah
12: yeah i was steered the wrong way <laughs> no 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 you're good
0: you're you're doing do those past. mean
12: does the name gadot mean anything or riverbank riverbank oh how about that yeah. riverbank oh. and gal means way
8: it might be more in your budget to pay down the mortgage $20,000 and then pay that off in less than a year with $2,000 a month. The thing with HELOCs, though, is that you have to have a certain amount of equity in your home first. So it's no matter what like strategy that you choose, you're going to have to have a good amount on in your home. You're going to have to have a good amount that you've already spent towards that mortgage, which is why, again, I'm going to go back to telling you to make sure that if you're trying to get a home right now, Make sure that you have enough money to put down as uh, for your down payment, okay? You wanna have as much money as possible for your down payment. As much as you can save, do that. And and it has to be feasible. So again, if you don't have, you're not bringing in that much money, then you don't wanna go for a really expensive home because it's gonna take a lot more cash um, to save in order to put down a a substantial amount of money on your down payment. Again, a $300,000 mortgage is a good amount. It's standard, but, 20%, 20%, which is which is the amount that you should be saving for a down payment, is $60,000 on a $300,000 mortgage. That's a lot of money. That is a, a salary that you're going to have to pay, you know, save. So it's possible, though, and you just might have to wait a few years to save up that money. It's very possible. We saved $40,000 one year, and I have a video that's all about that. So it's very possible, but it's, it's again, it's, it's, it's about, you know, being patient and just being really good with your money and man- managing it very well so that you have these options like the HELOC or you know. The Delta
9: variant is more contagious and is hitting young unvaccinated people more.
15: Fact. Doctors are seeing an increase in cases of the Delta variant in
9: unvaccinated youth and adults. Learn more at thisisourshot.ca. You be spending on things you can kind of
8: cut back you know. If you still have cable what you
12: doing? What up guys your boy Quake and Snoop Dogg has officially responded to M&M's Zeus track and what Eminem has said recently in a new interview but before we get into that be sure to check out my new podcast the diverse mentality podcast we do new episodes every Saturday and we're going to start doing them every Wednesday too we cover everything hip-hop with my co-hosts Sean and Vito so go ahead and check out the links in the description below it's available everywhere on every streaming platform and the video version is available on YouTube. As you guys know, Eminem dropped the deluxe version of his "Music to Be Murdered By" album a couple of weeks ago, and i Do it,
8: and you can also try to do things like lowering, lowering your car insurance uh, payment every month. You know, talk to your car insurance people; they'll work with you. You know, however you can to save a few bucks. Those few bucks they accumulate again. You know, and so that's just one of my tips. You know, as as far as savings, because you're going to have to save anyway. If you're going to buy a home, you have to put down some kind of money on a home. And so definitely consider saving money, cutting down on expenses that are not important. And I'll do a video about saving and things like that in the future. So be looking out for that. So there you have it. It's not easy to pay off a mortgage in less than 15 years, especially if you do not have extra streams of income coming in. I think it's very important to diversify your assets. That way you have more financial freedom and you have more flexibility with how you spend your money and the things that you spend your money on. Again, that HELOC, having equity line of credit, you know, things like that. You don't have that option if
14: you're not saving your money. Welcome back to another video with IDN TV. Now, before we get into this video, make sure you like the video, watch it all the way through. And if you don't have the time, use the timestamps in the description and in the comments. It will be the pinned comment. It will be from me. Now, let's get into the news. Now, you guys, it's Friday night, man. We've been all chilling. And it looks like 6ix9ine got in a fight at the mall. Now, in particular, at a JCPenney department store inside the mall. Now, I know them floors. That's definitely J C Penney. Now, 6ix9ine has been trolling, or at least 6ix9ine has been getting attention all since he started talking about his case in federal, being on Clubhouse and hanging out with WAC 100. Now, from this actual meeting with WAC 100 and being on that podcast with DJ Academics, we got a lot of news with 6ix9ine. We got him filming a music video with Lil Tim, or at least filming them attempting to actually make a music video or music. We was hearing that Shoddy's son wanted to fight 6ix9ine for a couple mil. I don't know if he turned that down but shoddy's son was definitely upset and he wants that fade with six national parole or whatever the case Peace to the he's tight. To empowering you
9: when it comes to money so today we want to talk about mortgage what does it really mean at its core the root word what does it actually mean how does it affect you what do you need to know about it and what they don't really tell you about mortgages and today's article what i'm talking about comes from the article business dot com you can look up the site for yourself but this is where the source come from and let's dive in so let's talk about the word mortgage the origins of the word the origins of the word mortgage will make you think twice about buying a house On take inside a crystal dives into everyday words with weird and disturbing origins one of those words mortgage word nerds will notice an every word in mortgage, mort or death. See, the mort does represent death. When you think about mortuary, when you think about mortal, death. Well, all right, the term comes from old French and Latin before that to literally mean death pledge. So the word mortgage literally means, by definition, and the root of it, death pledge. Mort being the death portion, and then the AGE usually means some type of pledge, like marriage. Think about it. All right, that may seem a little severe. After all, the home you bought is somewhere you're going to live. That's a popular thing, right? Only if you can afford it. Well, Quinn Marketplace, Quinn Fortrail Marketplace reports that. To get. It. get of That's, the That's why
2: they give you all these their tickets.
9: House, according to the. House, and housing then money. bank fees Sir, tickets Ha, 50% of Americans have made a major sacrifice along the line.
13: Hi, you better get your market. fucking revenge.
9: the no, no matter what, what, man. Experts consider housing costs that require no more than 30 of death. household income to be afforded 15% of American homeowners are living in housing markets where the monthly mortgage payment on a median price home requires more than 30% of, of the monthly median household income long considered the maximum for rent or mortgage repayments what that basically means is people are getting more home than what they can afford because it usually costs more than 30% of what they're actually bringing home in their household income. So keep that in mind. Now, I won't read everything and I wanna scroll down. Basically, they had people who also highlighted certain things as it relates to the statistics, the numbers, how many people were living in more homes than they can afford. And we know about the history of the mortgage and the markets and how a lot of people lost their home due to the banks loaning out homes or giving mortgages to people who may not have been able to afford that particular mortgage and a lot of people lost their homes and I, I feel like that may be on the way again because it, it recently has been taking place as well so as a way to describe a 30 year agreement you make with your bank Weller it points out the etymology sounds about right so basically it's saying when you commit to a mortgage the monthly cost of home ownership will probably be more than you expect and they'll be that way for decades but only if you don't have a solution or a plan. So that's the word itself. Now, this video is not to scare you away from wanting a mortgage. This video is to deter you from wanting a home. There can be some legacy created in you owning a home. This is just kind of point out the fact that if you have a mortgage, what the banks intend for the mortgage to be to you—they intend for this to pretty much be a death pledge, meaning that this contract does not end until you pay it off in full, usually 30 years or you default on the agreement and they can take the property back. Meanwhile, you've already paid a certain amount of money throughout the duration that you were living there. So this is just to kind of give you an eye-opener of what they think the agreement is, but how you can take ownership of the agreement by saying, no, nah, on my terms, I set how long I will be paying on this mortgage. So you're, you don't have to commit or stay in the mortgage for 30 years if you don't want to. You don't have to stay in the mortgage for 15 years if you don't want to. So there are strategies that we teach to show people how they can pay their mortgage off sooner if they implement the strategy that we teach known as income shift. And I have a video that I recently recorded. I link to it in the bottom, and it shows you how you can pay your mortgage off a lot sooner, just using a strategy, and it's easier than you may think, it's simple than you may think, and it doesn't require a lot of money in order to minimize the duration of the time frame that you have to pay off your home. I literally give an example of how you can pay your home off five years early, ten years early, and if you look at the numbers, you'll be able to see how you can do it even sooner than that and how we recommend that you go about doing it. But I just wanted to paint a picture of what the word mortgage actually means and that's the bank's perception of how Uh, you uh, and them uh, are under a contract or an agreement but you can take full control, grab a wheel, and say no. You thought I was in it for 30 years, but I'm paying it out in half the time, and you're gonna own it. And now you can use the mortgage for what it's worth to build a legacy. Ain't building shit. Fuck oh, <laughs> other cool things, that can help empower. Ain't building the shit. T- they wanna fuck your
0: kids.
9: They wanna fuck your kids up.
0: They wanna fuck your kids' heads up. Ain't building that shit. Ain't building shit. You're doing shit.
9: Avant commencer, ma petit tout le monde bien vu.
3: Apollo, show your love for Snoop Dogg!
7: I put my jacket on a thousand times,
0: I took it off a thousand times. Okay? This is stupid. I'm done. They can beat me up if they want to. And you know why you only have one student? Because you don't know kung fu.
10: Mm-hmm.
0: What?
16: This is a journey into sound. In rap music, there is a lot of reference to being the best, the greatest. Number one, the GOAT. Well, today we are going to take a look at the greatest rappers in the genre and work out who truly is the greatest of all time. Let's do it. Five years ago, Lil Wayne passed a major milestone on the Billboard. understand it's not channel. Billboard charts. He passed Elvis to become the artist with the most Billboard Hot 100 hits of all time. His inclusion on this list is mostly due to his longevity, starting his career in 1996 and still going strong 21 years later. With 11 studio albums and a seemingly endless supply of mixtapes and song features, it's pretty easy to see him in our 10 position on this list. Tell me
13: something I don't know.
16: Paid in Full is looked at as the album that changed rap forever. From the old school to the new school, so to speak. Rakim has one of the greatest deliveries in all of rap music, and his command of bar structure was beyond anything and anyone in 1987, and gives many MCs today a run for their money. If you haven't heard Rakim and Eric B's Paid in Full, pause this video right now, go listen to it, and come back here after. We'll wait. See? We told you it was incredible. You're right. His sound really is the blueprint for many of our favorite MCs. From a lyrical standpoint, there are a few people who can compete with Nas. Bursting onto the scene in 1994 with the legendary album Illmatic, which is widely considered one of the greatest, if not the greatest rap album of all time. Watch out if you get on Nas's bad side, or you may catch yourself on the wrong side of a diss track. The song Ether from 2001's Stillmatic roasted Jay-Z so hard that people thought Hobo was done for. Need more proof? Nas's B-side collection, The Lost Tapes, is better than most artists' A-side studio releases. Lauren Hill's 1998 solo debut, The Miseducation of Lauren Hill, is the very definition of a classic album. But that's not surprising. Lauren Hill has been part of some of the best hip-hop ever. As part of the Fugees, she changed the landscape of rap with such hits as Killing Me Softly, Fuji La, and Ready or Not. With Nas, she crushed the song If I Ruled the World, and on her own album, she reached number one on the Billboard charts with Doo-Wop That Thing. And that album sold 2.4 million copies in under four months. So, Ready or Not, Lauren Hill is one of the best ever. What can you even say about on Andre 3000. He was one half the legendary and potentially greatest duo in the history of rap music, Outkast. He made multiple platinum-selling records and made some amazing, unique music. From Rosa Parks to the art of storytelling, Andre has consistently dropped some of the most thought-provoking and downright funky lyrics in all of rap music. Then he went solo and made the song Hey Ya, which decided to take over the radio waves in the fall of 2003. That track was listed at number two on the list of best songs from 2000 to 2004 by Pitchfork, and number 15 on Blender's list of best songs released since you were born. Stylistically, Andre brings a flair and style all his own and his placement of metaphors inside and crossing bars is at the top of the game and is inimitable. There are a few artists on this list who elicit such a reaction as Yeezy. No matter what you think of him as a person, he is a truly unique musical mind producing tons of hits before even grabbing the mic himself. But once he did, he ascended to the absolute pinnacle of rap music and has decided to never leave. Yee has 15 top 20 singles and is featured on over 20 top 20 singles. The man is a hit factory. In addition to being a music genius he has taken on shoes, high fashion and the art world. While he can come off as an egotistical jerk, there is no denying that he is in the top five greatest of all time. Ova is a legend. That's pretty much all we need to say, but we will say more. He just released his 14th studio album, and like all the other records in his collection, it went platinum. Jay-Z embodies everything that is New York rap music. He is so good that he got scorched by Nas and walked right through it and kept churning out hits. On top of that, he is one half of the most powerful couple in music, basically the quintessential music power couple. He is the owner of 16 top 25 hit singles and has sold over 100 million records total. That's enough records sold that everyone in California could have two and a half of Jay-Z's records. he would be the goat if we didn't have these three to get to. All right, now here is where we get into the dicey territory. This is where subjectivity and taste will define how this top three plays out. Tupac is a god in rap music. He has sold 75 million records worldwide, and every record in his discography is pretty much a classic. From the album's released when he was alive, Tupac Lips Now, Strictly 4, Me Against the World, All Eyes on Me, to the records released after his passing. He has 13 top 10 singles and four number one chart-topping hits. On top of being one of the greatest MCs of all time, he had a burgeoning acting career. The most astonishing thing about Tupac's career as It started in 1992 and ended in 1996. In four years, he did more than most rappers do over the course of 10, even 20 years in the game. You could argue he is the greatest ever, and you wouldn't be wrong. 1994's Ready to Die is a masterclass in hit songs, efficient lyricism, and powerful metaphor.
14: Okay, okay, let's do
0: Top 5 still alive. How about that? Uh, top five. <laughs> you gotta watch this
7: I'll fly to the choppers and we get a poppin'. Uh-huh. I bump whatever she like and she know that I got it, she know hate yo, you poppin'. All you so into, you do the most. Dip on that bitch like you seen a ghost. And yo, bitch love my team like she be the coach. I was talkin' my cash if you need a loan. No, I can't feel it. This is pop two person, I'm pissed cause I cannot feel it. it. I ain't even doin' too much, I'm in a high-end demo. I could do the dash and leave, I'm killin' the cold shoulder left, i freeze on. To these fleets, they bankin' for me to eat.
0: Rick with the yard when I wanna be classy. Trusted a big, you with a swat, no Ashley. No face, that's no case, don't tag me. Throwing these sucks, but next time just add me Doing too much, I'm in a high amp uh. I could do the dash and leave, her uh. Give on the cold shoulder left, no uh. See City face, they begging for me to ease her Rick with the yard when I wanna be classy. Trusted a big, you with a swat, no Ashley. No face, that's no case, don't tag me. Throwing these sucks, but next time just add me Running through
8: your block, no fumble. Got to kill them all, where they show up. See, I gotta go for mine. Come get the money now. I know you heard
13: that. Young nigga on the corner, bitch. I had to serve crack. Uncle friending me some peas, had they get in And when I wake up, I recognize you looking at me for
8: the pay cut. But how I be looking at you from the face down? One Mac 11, need the boom with the face. talking shit cause he just wanna hit. Why you lying on your dick? Lying on your dick? Why <laughs> you lying on
7: your dick? Lying on your dick? Holy steady, watching me. Every day they
9: coughing me. Red alert on the dangerous. I keep that clock on and they ain't looking for no trouble. I'm
6: just looking up. It was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. Something and pepper and heavy D up in the limousine. Hanging pictures.
0: Watch of- this. by Paparazzi. I'ma live my life. Miami Vice fell fast. I'ma sip lean, Riding with my brother to the end, that's for sure. If you got a problem, nigga, please let me know. Shorty wasn't with me when I was there. Bitches calling my phone like I'm locked up. Now stop from the plane to the fucking heli
12: Cops There's rappers pushing Xanax at the top of the billboard But if I mention race in a song, I'm scared I'll get killed for it It's backwards, it's getting next. Tornado. I know about you on the road when
13: I turn down the booth Girl, I can't wait till I get home Fuck the shit out of you Even on your worst days, girl, you still got First though, fuck your bitch in the click you claim West side when we ride, come quick
8: with game You claim to be a player, but I fuck you know me, that is best for me Stars on my roof like astrology
12: Follow her story, not her man won't follow me She say I got the good taste, so she swallow me I give her perk and I think she just swallowed me I the juice, coding got me tripping. Cut the walk roof,
0: is missing. I'm tired of sleeping with buns I can't even blame her for wanting to eat cat I've been waking up in her real sometimes, she tell me that it's enough Make it snow, just a little bit, yeah. Make it snow, just a little bit Back
2: then and then, like, we will
13: for the ahead of on the dash, i put my foot on the dash The baby yeah. hair blowing back, oh, fast to fast blow a bag, Cut it all down, all I'm down. the one that turns look cool with 200 yeah. dash Cutting your jeans, ain't no way I can say
3: Ain't no way
13: I'm ever gonna go out
3: Man, I can't go out no way, baby,
13: Tellin' the gang if you mention my name, well I promise I'm a cue for the duck, nigga. What's up with what you? I go up what you used to fuck with you. Down I ain't ducking niggas, I ain't duckin' bullets either. Shit, I ain't a duck sauce so since I became a vegan. Niggas flock with Jokey season. That's
2: all right.
7: All oh, these niggas so bad, man. It's spotlight, moonlight, nigga. Why you tripping get your mirror? Right? My girlfriend, she hates my guts. I think
13: she wants me dead. It's probably different than
8: me. I was taught to feel how I feel, keep it real. Diamonds, what they shock it. piece like an ill. People
6: set up F- X-Go, give it to you. Wait for you to get it on your own. X-Go, deliver to you. Knock, knock, open up the door, it's real. I'm trapped, and I can't get
3: out. So I just watch this fucking guy.
10: Drinking in my cup, that's the bottle of Sincrea. Oh. Knock a nigga out with a two-piece heater. I'm creeping, I'm pulling
13: up in a tooth. Go toe-to-toe to toe with the Giants, I ain't afraid of you niggas. Island of fading, you niggas, boy, it's all said and done. This nigga
12: need medicine. And he got my pockets looking big, he always got the offer with me. And I get the yapper, and I get the bitch, but I don't want proud. I'm just trying to keep money, you're falling like, oh, do say what you want, man. Don't let it. If it's high stakes, you're going to grow up, bitch. You're like park plays, you boy, Pills and smash. Mama, please don't you
13: cry. I'm sorry. I just lost some time. I still see your shadows in my room. Can't take back the love that I gave you. It's to the point why. Look at my bitch, she's boring. Look at your bitch,
7: she's yeah. Look at my whip and the all off on the Oscars. Main stage in my boxers. Fasting grams, fuck the Grammys. Same, same for the shotters.
6: So my- much for the cheapest ring on bitch. I done flew one out to Spain to be in my domain. to so We niggas in touch. We so sure I like short, I got racist. So you yeah. like get No yes. doubt. I brought
13: the Glock in into my show out. I sold out. We break them holes out for your show out. Then roll out. I got them hit and Then I wrapped it back. it out to me. And that's what I mean when I say that one day, some way, some if I get the chance to get a crowd, I flip it around and have a crowd. Put them in the ring, baby. ding, ding, ding. Ding, boy like Tova Sebastian Got a milk for word in your caption Can't let them
0: brown police left me on the chase but still I got a way Bitch, I ain't tired of running from the chase They need to give it up And I'm cutting the cop A bitch and a god died of my
13: papa's a zombie When I talk, feel like booty talk. 17 I've been walking down Nigga, hell of a And I broke that back And I got that shit Nigga, turn to off Nigga, not at all Wings on top of the motherfucking beat Pull up and speak Yo,
14: I love how these bitches are like, dick rags, and they, they don't know, and they just shit on the niggas, and shit on the niggas they, they grow up with, and I don't know, that.
13: Earn $300 when you open a BMO
4: performance checking
16: Plus stay on top of your
15: spending with the BMO app Seven rappers who aren't as rich as you thought. It's impossible to deny that being rich, or at least looking the part, is a big part of being a rapper these days. But are all these guys as rich as their bars might make you believe? Sure, some rappers stick to the truth in their songs, but many are also known to stretch the truth just a little bit. Rap songs are entertainment. They don't need to be... autobiographical. The game would be a lot less interesting if every rapper just talked about their normal day-to-day lives. They have to spice it up somehow. What I'm saying is, is that a rapper doesn't have to be rich to talk about being rich. Sometimes they don't even need to be rich to appear rich. Rented cars, fake jewelry, and the like are more common than you might think. And then there are also just rappers that we assume are rich just because they're popular. While hit songs often result in a whole lot of money, the financial aspect of it is usually a bit more complicated than that. Some of the rappers that you would guess are on top of the world actually have bank accounts that are struggling more than you would imagine. Many rappers aren't as rich as they seem. Whether it be because of bad record deals, poor money management or even a gambling problem before i jump into this video though make sure you like it and don't forget to subscribe to the channel now here are seven rappers who aren't as rich as you thought number seven lil yachty one of the leaders of the new generation of rappers lil yachty exploded onto the scene back in 2015 with his hit track one night He released four major projects since then and has had many songs that have had some real success on the charts. He's also had a keen eye for features, hopping on songs like Dram's Broccoli and Kyle's I Spy to pad up his resume a bit. Despite a fair amount of hits, there have been a lot of debate on whether or not Lil Yachty has fallen off. Interestingly enough, it seems like the rapper's popularity seems to come in waves. Just when people start to write him off, he comes back with a new song that goes gold. That's what we recently saw with Oprah's bank account, and I'm sure it'll happen again. So the guy has a great ability to stay afloat. And on top of that, we know he's been involved behind the scenes on several other songs, including the absolutely massive anthem from City Girls, Act Up, which he helped on as a ghostwriter. So Yachty has to be rolling in it, right? Well... Sort of. His net worth is pretty solid at $8 million, but that doesn't tell the full story. Back in 2019, Yachty was sued by his jeweler because he owed him $200,000. Apparently, Yachty said to his jeweler, quote, Bro, if I had it, I would give it to you. Poof. <laughs> not the kind of thing you'd expect to hear from a platinum-selling rapper. Number six, Chief Keef. It's hard to overstate just how legendary with the record deal. It's hard to say. Offset makes his public appearances in as much jewelry as before. So it seems like his spending habits really haven't changed in the past year. Maybe he's doing fine. Maybe he's just faking it. With rappers, as with anyone else, wealth can sometimes be an illusion. Just keep that in mind the next time you hear an unknown rapper spit about how much cash they have. So, did any of the rappers on this list surprise you? Let me know in the comments. And before you leave, don't forget to click the like button. And don't forget to subscribe to the channel.
13: i
6: here.
3: I need you to be ready.
15: Rappers who are richer than you thought. One of the favorite pastimes of rappers everywhere is bragging about how much money they earn. But occasionally you find a rapper whose net worth might be a little bit higher than you might expect. Might expect, especially for artists who are notoriously modest about their material wealth, it can be surprising how much money some entertainers truly have. There's a ton of ways to capitalize off fame, and for a rapper, their tours and music sales are not the only way to do so. For some artists, they can be achieved through advertising sponsorships, merchandise deals, and multimedia appearances. For others, it can be careful negotiations over intellectual property rights, like master recordings that boost their income. For a select few, it could just be chalked up to good old business savvy, like Frank Ocean, who famously finessed Def Jam by releasing Endless to fulfill his contract requirements, and then immediately signing an Apple Music deal to release his album Blonde, which Def Jam didn't even know existed. Before we get started, make sure you like the video and don't forget to subscribe to our channel. Now, here are seven rappers who are richer than you think. Number seven, Chance the Rapper. Chance the Rapper probably isn't springing to the front of anyone's mind when you think of rich rappers. Independent for the entire run of his career and fully embracing his spot as rap's good guy, he rarely discusses his income. And when he does, like in 2017 when he revealed Apple Music gave him $500,000 for a commercial for exclusive rights to stream Coloring Book, it's often to help demystify the plight of the independent rapper. However, that doesn't mean Chance isn't well off. His dis- decision to remain independent means that he is the sole owner of his music and therefore received 100% of the royalties and publishing rights. Beyond this, Chance has a great eye for his personal brand. In May of 2016, Chance began selling his now infamous 3 hat to promote his third project, Coloring Book. Dedicated to building the brand, Chance became inseparable from his own 3 hat. And this business tactic apparently worked. It is reported that he earned more than $6 million off the sale of that one hat. Combine that with the fact that Chance once donated $1 million to Chicago Public Schools and recently purchased a $4 million condo for him and his family, it's no longer surprising to learn that he has a projected net worth of nearly $30 million. Much of his income is still tied up in philanthropic projects. Much of these supported underfunded public schools, such as his campaign to give Teach Grammys to educators, integrating music into their curriculum. Number 6, Com Millionaire. If you're a newer hip hop fan, you may not even know who Com Millionaire is. Dominating the airways in the early 2000s, Com Millionaire is possibly best known for his hit "Ridin'" off the 2005 album The Sound of Revenge. Despite his success back then, Com Millionaire's rap career has taken a steep downturn. The rapper hasn't charted the US billboards in almost 10 years. However, this is unlikely to phase him, as it's quite possible that he's making even more money in 2020 than he was in 2005. Com Millionaire quickly realized the worth of intelligently investing money and began to focus on entrepreneurial pursuits in the early 2000s. Perhaps his most successful venture was Maker Studios. After becoming one of the first investors alongside Mark Suster in 2009, the company was later sold to the Walt Disney Corporation in 2014 for a whopping $500 million. He's also an early investor in various other companies that have gone on to have high success rates, such as Lyft, and investing in a self-driving car industry. Comillionaire Millionaire has been cited as an Inspiration by several other entrepreneurial rappers, such as Big Sean, who recently became the last public investor in Uber. Number five, J. Cole. Though J. Cole may have started his career with bars about his wealth and rise to stardom, the rapper's more recent output was vastly downplayed bragging about material wealth. While J. Cole isn't known to be very materialistic or flex his wealth 24-7, he certainly could. Forbes estimated that the North Carolina rapper made $31 million in 2019 alone. Cole has several revenue streams and business ventures, proving the old statement that there are many roads to riches. Cole inked an endorsement deal with Puma as of February of 2020, and owns a significant stake in Jay-Z's title streaming service. On his most recent KOD tour, J. Cole nearly raked in seven figures per stop on his 50-plus countrywide tour. With the music industry continuing to expand and revolutionize itself every day, the methods of income are starting to change as well. The introduction of streaming allows artists to make money without necessarily touring or promoting anything, just simply releasing music and get paid a percentage per stream.
14: With J. Cole being one of the premier lyrics in the game, you can guarantee he's making a lump sum